Should I buy or lease a car? It's a question I get a lot and from both clients and from strangers. And so we wanted to address it as part of this series on buying a car. We looked at over the last two weeks, should I buy a new or a used car? And looking at the different things we would want to consider for that. Now we want to look at, should you buy or lease one? Assuming you're going to go new or new enough that leasing is even an option, what is the better choice? Different interested parties have differing opinions. People who make a lot of money off of one or the other will push you towards doing their version. So let's look at it from a disinterested financial planning perspective. It doesn't matter to me if you buy or lease a car. I don't make any money one way or another. So we can look at it from an unbiased perspective. We'll begin, as we have before, with the pros and cons of leasing versus buying. Pros of leasing include that it's very convenient, it's easy to do, not as much transactions and all that. Uh, There's less hassle to that, very little maintenance with leasing a vehicle, right? It's all included, and you're, quote-unquote, always driving a new vehicle. Most leases are about three years, and so you're never driving a, a car that's older than three years. So driving a new car is of high value to you, right? We covered that last time, uh, looking at, hey, what do you actually value? And, you know, if, if having that high car is, that new car is high up there, then leasing can be uh, a way to ensure you're always driving a nice new car. Some of the cons, uh, the cost. Uh, leasing a car is the most expensive way to operate a vehicle. It, it, it just is. And we're going to talk about that a little bit because I know other people will say differently. So we'll we'll look at that. Then the other con being that if you're trying to keep the vehicle beyond the lease, more than the three years, it's very expensive to do it that way versus buying a car, which of course you can you can keep for longer. So the the the, the pros and cons of buying a car then are, are one, it's cheaper than leasing, which again, we will cover because that is most of the time if you're looking at buying versus leasing, you're trying to say, hey, what's you know, what's the cost and when would you do one versus the other? And so buying is cheaper. There's also a little maintenance though. And leasing a car, that's a big factor for people who want to lease a car as they look at how little the maintenance is and all those hassles. Uh, but all that's included in buying a car too. So you have the same low maintenance and, um, you know, you always could be driving a new vehicle. You can continue to buy new vehicles every three years. You can do it on the same cadence as leasing. And so that's, that's a pro too. It's one isn't better than the other and that. Um, and the other pro of buying is that you do get to keep the car longer and it's cheaper to do so than if you were doing the lease. So when you're, when you're over done with the lease, 36 months are up to keep that longer than that. There's big fees, big buyout, uh, pieces available. And it's much easier to keep a car longer than three years if you own it obviously, because you own it, and then you can get rid of it whenever you want. One of the cons of buying versus leasing would be that there is slightly more hassle in selling the car on the back end. We'll talk about selling that car, getting rid of it, right? And with a lease, you just turn it in. It's very easy. And with uh, buying a car, that means eventually you need to sell it. You can always sell it to or trade it into a dealer, which then it erases a lot of the value of buying in the first place. So we're going to be talking about selling it to the end user, and there, of course, is a hassle to doing that. But yes, and here's the main point, that leasing a vehicle is more expensive. Even while researching this podcast episode and just getting to get some figures and, and whatnot, you know, I found several articles, mostly by 
auto dealers and and uh, other people that make money on these things that stated flat out that leasing a vehicle is cheaper. Which so which is it, right? I'm saying it's more expensive. They're saying it's cheaper. They can't both be right. And so let's look at the math. Let's break it down and see which which is truly more expensive. So we know the cost of buying a car, right? We did that three weeks ago in our in our part one of buying a used versus new. And so we looked at right the the purchase price, you know, the financing costs, but then you get some of it back, some of the purchase price back when you sell it in the end, and you know all those other costs. I'm not going to go through it all again. Go listen to that episode if you haven't. And so let's just look at the the cost breakdown of leasing. So first, there's the due at signing, right? There's usually some chunk that you have to put down. So they'll advertise it as like this really low monthly payment, um, which is, of course, the second piece. There's, there's the due at signing, the monthly payment, and mileage overages. And so they're always advertising it based on that monthly payment, which is always going to be lower than buying, right? And in the same way that renting a two-bedroom apartment, your monthly payment's going to be lower than buying a three-bedroom house. Uh, but obviously, they're, you know, so they're going to advertise that that low monthly payment, but there's always this due at signing, this amount that you need to put down, so to speak. And if you average that back across the months of paying, it's not that much cheaper anymore, right? And so if there's a $3,600 due at signing on a three-year lease, that's effectively adding $100 per month to the monthly payment. So we looked at a, a new vehicle costing $40,000 last time, and... Um, you know, let's assume that we're going to go for that same vehicle. Assume you have good credit. And so your payment might be uh, $479 with $3,600 down. Right? But that's effectively $579 a month for three years to drive that $40,000 brand new car. That's going to add up to about $7,000 per year. And I'm going to have all this broken down in the accompanying blog article. So you can go to retirementorship.com slash 63. This is the 63rd episode. So retirementorship.com slash 63, the digits, and that will take you to that uh, article. And I'll have all the the costs down to the dollar, down to $10 or so, uh, rounded a little bit still. Um, but I'm just going to give you the broad round costs over audio here. Um, and if you figure you go, and if you go over your mileage, right? So you ha- you've got that that total cost. So in this in this example, seven thousand dollars per year. That's going to be on a certain amount of miles. And they usually in the lease will give you you know ten to twelve thousand miles per year that you're allowed to drive it. And if you go over that, they're going to charge you for it, and they'll charge you fifteen to twenty five cents per mile depending on the vehicle and all this. And so if you go over, th- you know, if you go three thousand miles over every year. Right, so you got a ten thousand mile lease, and you go thirteen thousand miles per year, and the average person drives fifteen. Right, uh, I mean, if you're going three thousand miles over all three years, that's going to cost you, you know, around eighteen hundred dollars at the end of the three years, and so you got to factor that on too. But let's assume we're not even gonna we're not even gonna put that in. Let's assume that you're like, no, I definitely drive less than ten thousand. Right, because if you drive more than that, you definitely shouldn't lease. But maybe you do. Right? You 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 live in town. You hardly ever travel. And you, maybe you you average eight thousand miles a year, so you're like, no. So leasing is going to make sense, right? And so let, let's just compare the cost of buying versus leasing, assuming you don't go over miles, right? And so let's look at that same forty thousand dollar car, and we're going to look at should we finance it or should we buy it? And next week we'll look at should we finance versus paying cash for a car. So that's a separate topic. And so right now we're going to compare it to financing the car, like buying it with with financing or leasing it. 
So we'll use the same figure as we did for last uh, time, which means that our to buy the $40,000 car, that was going to be a monthly payment of 720 bucks, And that's over five years. I'm on a five-year auto loan. Uh, and we're not going to keep it for five years. We're only going to keep it for three. So you're still going to have some loan left at the end. And so over, over three years, you'll make total payments of about $26,000. Okay. And then we said we could maybe sell the vehicle for $24,000, but you're still going to owe $16,000 on that loan. And so you will net from the sale of the vehicle at the end $7,300, right? And so the total cost of your vehicle, just in the financing and, and all of that, is going to be $18,600 over three years, okay? $18,600 over three years. And when we lease that same vehicle, let's go ahead and take that, that $3,600 down that you need, and let's just average that across the three years. And so that's going to give you a $579 per month leasing costs. And that's where people are getting it, right? They're just looking at how much per month is it. And so if you buy the car, it's $720. And if you lease the car, it's $579. And that's almost always how it's going to break down, right? That that when you're they're trying to get you to compare it, that your monthly cost to buy it is going to be a hair over the next 100, right? So 720. It's only barely over 700, but you do see that seven on the beginning of that monthly payment. And to lease a car, it's always going to be a hair under the next 100. So it's $579 per month. So almost 600, but you still see a five. So your, your brain immediately sees 700 and 500, which seems like a big difference. It's not actually that big of a difference. It's 720 versus basically 580 or 140 bucks more per month, but it is still cheaper. And so people look at that and say, look, it's it's $140 a month cheaper to lease. Leasing is less expensive. Except that it's not because what they're never factoring in, and even these people that just they you know they just look at the monthly payment and they're not looking at the whole transaction. Because at the end of buying a car, you get to sell it, right? And even if you still owe money on it because you're selling it at three years in to a five-year auto loan because we're trying to keep the, the time frame the same between leasing and buying, and even though you still owe money on it, you are still going to net something, hopefully, unless your car goes down in value faster than, than normal. So when you factor back in that that value at the end, what you get to take from your car, the the total lease amount is more expensive, right? Because $579 a month for 36 months is $20,850, $20,800, okay? And if you remember, that buying a car was $18,600. So the total cost of driving a car over three years between financing a new one or leasing one on a $40,000 car could be 18600 for the buying it and 20800 for leasing it. You're paying $2,200 more to drive the same vehicle, the same brand new vehicle, all the same features, same low hassle, same maintenance included, all of that, and you're spending 2200 more for that vehicle. And that does not include any overage charges. If you're going to tack on another $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 in overages on top of that, obviously that's all additional expense. And of course, if you drive a lot of miles on the, uh, you know, the car you bought, that's going to drive down the value, won't get as much for it on the sale. But 
the numbers we were using for resale value included kind of that average 10 to 15,000 miles per year uh, wear and tear. And so you're already going to be right in there, and it's probably going to already better account for driving more than than 10,000 miles than the leasing numbers will. So, so leasing a car is more expensive. It just is. And anyone who says that it's not more expensive is not looking at the total cost across the life of the vehicle. But what about the opportunity cost, right? Because that was one of the big factors when we were looking at buying new versus used is that when you're spending so much less on a used vehicle per month, you can reinvest that into the stock market and make you know, tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars more on that. So there's a huge opportunity cost to buying new versus used. Or there's an opportunity cost uh, with just your values and your family, like how much more could you be spending on your family and other things that are important to you if you didn't have so much wrapped up in a car. And so shouldn't we factor those things in as well? If you're spending $140 more per month to buy a car than to lease one, then you know, the, what, isn't there an opportunity cost to not having that $140 bucks per month? What, what else could we be doing with that? And, and it's true. Yes, we could. But even if you average 10% over a three-year period, right? You take the $140, bucks, you throw an account, and let's say that you were able to average 10%. Now, again, to clarify... Investing in the stock market, we could get 10% over a long period of time because that's what it has done over long periods of time. But there's no way a guarantee that you will get 10% over a three-year period. That's not enough time to, to be reasonably confident of that. It is very likely that you could be at the bottom of a, of a correction in three years and you wouldn't have earned anything on it. But even if we could, let's say you made 10% just straight line, I guess if it was an interest rate on that money, it would only make you $800 in growth, right? So, so even that, the opportunity cost on that extra $140 is, is $800. And that doesn't come close to the $2,200 we're paying extra for leasing, which means that even with that, you're still going to be paying, you know, in this example, $1,400 more to lease the same vehicle, even if you invested that difference. Leasing is very expensive. And further, that first vehicle you buy is the most expensive, right? It has the highest monthly cost because you don't have anything to put toward it. Any further vehicle, you can roll that net sale value at the end when you sold your old one and you can roll that difference into the new one that will reduce the amount you need to finance and thus reduce the cost of your vehicle overall. Right. And so you think about, you know, in that second car, if you're able to roll that $7,000 that you got net from the first one, you sell the first one, you roll that into the second one. That means you're only financing about $33,000 instead of 40. You know, if you're trying to buy consecutive $40,000 cars, you're going to lease a $40,000 car one right after another and continue to pay $579 a month. Or you're going to buy consecutive $40,000 cars. Again, most people, of course, buy more expensive cars as they get older, but let's just keep it the same for now. After you buy that first car for 40000 and pay $720 a month for it, that second car is going to cost you around $586 a month. Okay, so if you're leasing the car for $579 or you bought the second car for $586, it's about the same, right? It's about the same. So then there is no opportunity cost for for owning it. You can't, you don't, you're not saving anything extra by leasing it that you can invest and do something fun with. And 
the third car then, because you're able to roll even more into it, is going to cost less. That one, the math works out to about 530 bucks a month. And every single car after that, as you continue to purchase cars, you get better and better deals on buying them versus leasing, because leasing, you always start from scratch. There's no value, no equity that you can roll from one to the next. And therefore, especially over time, leasing vehicles is far more expensive. All these numbers change, of course. We're just using one example. The sale prices change. The, the financing rates can change. The leasing terms can change. You can go over, under miles. The amount of miles you put on the car you buy is going to affect the resale value. What kind of car? All these things, right? There's a lot of factors that would go into it. But over and over again, in most real-world scenarios, when you actually do the full math, leasing is more expensive than buying flat out. Almost never can you find a lease that's a better deal than a buy, which is makes sense, right? Because you think about it and everything else and, and, and home ownership and all these things, eventually you're always better off buying than renting or leasing. People say, well, you should, you should lease depreciating assets and buy appreciating assets. And it doesn't work that way. It's still better to buy. So why then, why would anyone lease if it is more expensive to buy. And the primary reason people would lease is that they don't understand the math, right? They've, they've read some articles written by car dealers uh, or or that you know, car dealers that deceive or car enthusiasts that are naive that assert that leasing is cheaper because right? they're just looking at that monthly cost. And it's not. Leasing is more expensive than buying, always. People also get sucked into the hassle-free nature of leasing and, the, you know, the maintenance is covered. It's not going to break down on you. It's easy. But all of those features apply to buying new as well, right? It's a new car feature, not a leasing feature. And those are often advertised to people leasing to, to you know, hey, it's just going to be so easy to own and operate this car. You just lease it. It's easy. Um, and and you're not getting anything extra by Leasing. So most people who lease do it because they don't fully understand what they're getting and the math behind that. There is one element that, are, that there is a difference, and that is the hassle of selling it. Right? That you know, some people believe that having to buy and then sell a vehicle is is more of a hassle than simply leasing it and turning it in. Right? So yes, you save two thousand uh, bucks, but you have to do all that work of of selling it. And, and so here's the question, right? Would you pay yourself a few thousand dollars in, in the form of savings to sell your vehicle? Some people wouldn't, right? Their, their time is too vehicle. But let's think about it. Like how long does it take to sell your vehicle? And I'm not talking about trading it in, which is going to evaporate a few thousand dollars of, of value right there. I'm talking about selling it to, to an end user, right? Because if you trade it in, they need to pay you a low enough amount on it so that they can turn it around and sell it to an end user. And so you're going to lose thousands of dollars by doing that. And, you know, how long does it actually take, right? If uh, an hour of taking, of washing it, taking some photos, putting it online, a few more hours of showing it to people, they come, they drive it around, takes a half hour per person, maybe there's some scheduling annoyances there. Uh, you know, then someone finally agrees to buy it. They got to go get their own money, whatever. You sign over the title. How many hours is all that? 10? 20? And if you're saving you know, 22000 to $4,000, 
by buying instead of leasing or by selling it yourself instead of trading it in, how much are you earning per hour to sell your own vehicle? $200 per hour? $400 per hour? Granted, some people make more than that in their work, right? And, and so for them, leasing might make sense because the hassle of buying is just not worth it to them. Like they can make more money just working than trying to sell their own car. But that's not most people. And if you really, right, if just the thought of selling a car, you just really hate that idea, I'm pretty sure we all know at least one car enthusiast that you could pay to sell it for you. There's like, hey, Chuck, like I'll pay you 2% of the sale price for you to sell this car for me. Right? That way they're incentivized to get the best price, but also to sell it quickly. You know, they have both of those incentives so that they can get paid. And if you're, you know, trying to sell the car for $24,000 in our example, and you're paying them 2%, you know, you, you, you pay about 500 bucks to get that car sold. And you're still saving several thousand dollars over leasing or over trading it in. And so you're still netting quite a big, uh, quite a big savings without any of the hassle. Then. So you can always farm that piece out, but it is going to be cheaper to buy. And that's the bottom line. You should buy your vehicles. Do not lease them. You should buy, not lease. Pretty much always. Next week, we're going to wrap up this mini-series on vehicles by looking at should you finance or pay cash for your new cars or used cars. We looked at financing versus leasing. We looked at used versus new. And now we want to look at should you finance versus paying cash. And that will be next week. And that will wrap up our little series on buying a car. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership, and it has a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income, on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait. So join us now at retiremembership.com where you can click in the link in the description and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.